Time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Awesome to be with you. This is Scoops with Danny Mac. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And let's get into the show. Hope you had a great weekend. And we do this every day, 10 a.m. Later tonight, I will have... The Redbird Report, that'll come your way at 6. And coming up, I'll visit with Brad Thompson of the Fast Lane. Of course, he won a world championship with the St. Louis Cardinals back in 2006. And you know what, folks? We're getting there. We're edging closer to opening day. Now, it is an off day for the Cardinals, much needed off day for the St. Louis Cardinals. Players are back. It is summer camp. It's spring training 2.0, if you will. And tomorrow on Cardinals.com, if you have not heard, uh, we're going to try to live stream the inter-squad game for the St. Louis Cardinals and Cardinals.com. And I hope that uh, you'll join me. And we're going to have some fun. We're just going to try to give you some baseball. Baseball is back. Let's try to do it. Let's have a little fun at Cardinals.com. And we'll have more details, I'm sure, later today and tomorrow. And uh, manager Mike Schilt, you know, hey, we're edging closer to opening day. I think the best way we can say is how we feel about it is we're taking a day off tomorrow. And that doesn't mean we've got everything figured out. It just means we feel like we're in a place where the work's been very solid, it's been very efficient. Credit goes to the players. They came in spot on. They're focused, their attention to detail, their ability to execute. Everything that we've done to this point in camp's been been really, really clean. We've been able to get the at-bats. Guys have been able to get their work in off the mound. So I feel like we're in a we're in a good good place. Clearly, we're not going to – we're always looking to stay hungry and, and move on and, and improve. But our ability to feel like we're in a good place in a lot of areas allows us to be able to take a little bit of, of a break from it and uh, get back to, to growing and getting better on Tuesday. Yeah, not an easy thing to do. Obviously, that's a Zoom call with Mike Schilt uh, after the workout yesterday. Um, It can't be fun for the players in terms of being tested and continually being tested, but that's part of the process of getting back on the field. The fun part, though, is for these guys, hey, playing baseball. And it's something that we all look forward to. And I mentioned that we hope to have baseball tomorrow on Cardinals.com. And it's inter-squad games. It's players facing each other on the same team. It's something that Miles Michaelis did over the weekend. It's different in that I get to immediately uh, talk trash or not talk trash to them. (laughs) But I think my mentality is the same. I'm going out there and I'm trying to get guys out, you know, whether it's, you know, if I'm going fishing with Wong tomorrow on the off day, I'm, I'm still looking at him as, you know, public enemy number one when he gets in that box. Uh, you know, it's it's an inner squad and we're teammates, but for that short amount of time, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be your friend. Uh, I'm trying to get ready for the season. And I think as these games get even closer and these inner squad games get stretched out even longer, I think you're going to see a little bit more of an edge and maybe some more trash talking and uh, maybe guys getting a little more gritty. I think it'll be fun. It is fun. It's guys back on the field. It's a distraction for the American public. It's something that we've been wanting. It's baseball. It's Dylan Carlson at Bush Stadium. It's been incredible uh, getting out here every day, just the buzz of being back and then you know obviously getting to step out on Bush every night. It's uh, It's definitely really special and like you said, hearing your name called on the you know, being announced when you're walking up to the plate, it's uh, something you always dreamed about. And, uh, you know, it just gets you that much more excited for what's to come. For me personally, I just, uh, that's out of my control. So I just go out there and 
try to, you know, do everything I can in my power to get better. And uh, ultimately, the decision's up to the team. You know, I, I'm just going out there trying to compete and, you know, make make myself the best version of myself I can. He had a great spring. He's been impressive so far. He's going to be fun to watch. One of the top prospects in baseball hasn't disappointed. That's Dylan Carlson. The first crack in left field. It looks like that would go to Tyler O'Neill. So what can fans expect when the games get going on opening day. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, I guess you could do some comparison videos, but it's just being efficient with with the transfers. Um, you know, the way you break down of the ball and, and transferring up into the throwing position. Um, you know, I've been I've taken great pride on that, and uh, you know, hopefully it translates. Hopefully, I get some some uh, some action to show that it can translate for myself more than anything. That's Tyler O'Neill. So he's in left, and again, Cardinals.com. Again, we hope to have that tomorrow for you. I mentioned it in the crossover with uh, Randy and Michelle. Got a call on Thursday. They said, Dan, you want to come down? We're going to try to do this. We're going to try to stay uh, socially distant, uh, safe with everybody. And we've got guys like Matt Shedd, Jared Hawkup, Craig Wilson. They work in the scoreboard room. Tony Simakaitis. We'd like you to come down. We're going to get to you a microphone and and put this up for the fans. The Cardinals want to do this for the fans. Um, I said, when and where? Let's do it. Uh, the Cardinals... You know, want to try to do this because they've been putting clips out on social media and the fans have responded. They want to see baseball. Let's do it. Let's do it for the fans. I think it's going to be great and uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it and we'll have more details tomorrow. Now, we continue to try to get closer to opening day. Jesse Rogers has been uh, covering all of Major League Baseball for ESPN. Uh, Obviously, there's been some bumps in the road as we. Uh, go through this across Major League Baseball with testing. But, hey, the protocols are in place, like Aroldis Chapman of the Yankees. He tested positive. Uh, you, you obviously take him out. He quarantines. Then you get a couple of negative uh, tests. It comes back in for the Yankees, the outstanding closer. And then you move forward. So, Jesse Rogers, how's it been going for MLB? It's only a concern if they're not testing him every other day like they're supposed to be, right? I mean, if he's yeah. getting his regular test. It's just like the players. You can sort of do what you want. But, of course, players are, are, are beholden to their teammates. Like they're, they're held accountable to their teammates a lot of times. And teams that want to win are certainly going to follow this, these protocols. I mean, everybody should anyway. But they can't stop a player from going out to a bar. I've had a few drinks and a steak with Joe West before. You can't stop him from going out. But if he tests positive, he'll be out of the mix. So the idea is when you're on the road, and that's going to be the next test for Major League Baseball, uh, when you're on the road, and that's what they're trying to just harp on continually, be as cautious as you can. But the numbers that they're getting back on these tests have been very positive in a good manner uh, for the uh, the Cardinals and for across the board in Major League Baseball that they can get this done. But be responsible when you're on the road. I think it can be done. Fingers crossed. Let's hope it does happen. Talking with people today, they said, man, I'm starting to get excited. We're getting closer. These dates are coming. Hey, blues, practice. Then they go to the bubble. NBA teams down in the bubble. This weekend, I'm watching MLS. Sports is coming back. Man, oh, man, it's fun to talk about. Now, one thing that we did here, kind of a negative thing. When you have the SEC commissioner say, I'm not so sure about football. We heard that on Friday. It does get your attention. Paul Feinbaum of ESPN. The biggest challenge college football has right now, in, in addition to fighting the virus, is that nobody's in charge. I, I don't think this is the first time we've mentioned this, but it, it's really the problem uh, in every other sport that has been mentioned. There's a commissioner. 
there are people that understand the, the nuances. And in college football, we have five commissioners of the Power Five leagues who are trying to figure it out, but the NCAA does not necessarily have a vote here. They, have, they can offer some guidance, uh, and they really haven't offered very much of that. So it, it is a mess. Yeah, it is a mess, but the commissioners of the various leagues are coming out saying, hey, we're only going to play against each other, and right now that's where it stands, it seems like, with college football. The Air Comfort Service text line wide open for you, 65780. Rhino Shield might drop as well. So one of the questions I want to pose to you is, what do you want to see on these games? You know, I was talking with Randy and Michelle. Do you want to see, uh, you know, some crowd? In terms of some of that being piped in, uh, do you want to see some interviews during the games? You know, as we get going, it could be a little stale. I think we'll shoot the games a little tighter on your television screens because you're not going to see crowd. I think that would be something that maybe potentially you see. Uh, Let's see. From the 636, as I grab my glasses here because I'm getting older and I need my glasses. All right. Bear with me. All right, 636. Personally, don't like it when the announcers have a guest on during a ball game because they seem to focus more on the the guest and not on what's happening on the field. Well, yeah, I I get that. Uh, Sometimes I hear that from people that uh, we have in our booth that we focus too much on the guest. I get it. Uh, Sometimes that is a guest that's driven by, you know, could be somebody that we have with a sponsorship. You know, we do a lot of games. We do 150 games, nine innings at least. You know, it's one inning we dedicate to that particular guest. I get it. And sometimes in that uh, inning, you know, there's a couple of home runs hit. Bad timing. Oops. Well, sometimes we have Bob Gibson in the booth. You know what? I like talking to Bob Gibson. Okay? I get it. You don't want to hear from Bob Gibson? Well, I do. I like that. I like hearing from Cardinal Hall of Famers. So my attention, yeah, we'll go to Cardinal Hall of Famers. Um, When we have these kind of games, and I think it's just going to be, you know, trial and error as we go along. I think sometimes it's going to be fun to hear from different people if that's the direction we go. And I don't know that we will. But in the beginning, I think we reintroduce you to Colton Wong and Paul Goldschmidt and Yadier Molina and Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty and Carlos Martinez, and the game is the game. And it's going to be so unique that we do things that don't distract you from the game. Um, We focus on baseball, and I think that's what we're going to do. But three weeks in, and if there's no crowd, and we think that it might be, I hate to say boring, if that's the right way to put it, if we do introduce some different things, like a Larry Walker over the phone or something for an inning, and just kind of intersperse the game with the conversation with Larry going into the Hall of Fame. I, I got no problem with that. I think that's kind of cool. Bring him in on a on a Zoom or something. Maybe that's something we do. I'm not sure. And I do think fans would be, uh, at least some fans would be open to that. I think it's kind of cool to do that. I'm not sure we will. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Would you like to have some crowd piped in? I don't know. I Like I said, with Randy and, and Michelle, I uh, was listening to, and I think it was Trout, but he hit a home run, and you could literally just hear the ball rattling off the seats. And I was like, eh. But now you didn't have an announcer, so that was different. You didn't hear the call, which would take away from the rattling, and you just heard a couple of guys clapping and say, way to go. So that you're going to have a little different atmosphere than just, you know, watching practice. I get that. 
But um, I don't know. I, I think it's all it's a blank canvas. We can have a lot of fun with this. But I, I do want to hear what fans want to see and want to hear during these games. And I do think coming out of this as we continue going forward and God willing, we have 60 games in a postseason that we learn different things about how we do games going forward. The camera angles, the views, what you like, what you didn't. And I think we can improve. We can be better. I think it's going to be fun. From the um, 314, no fake crowd noise. Focus on baseball. If you want music after a home run, play the organ. Hmm. Okay. I think you're going to hear John Hewlett. Nice and loud and clear, for sure, introducing the players, that's for sure. Now batting, Colton Wong. You're going to hear it. 314, Dan, I trust your judgment. Go have fun. Let's see. Thank you. 636, adding in what the players have been doing during the quarantine might be something to provide for people. Good point. Maybe a questionnaire. Uh, Tyler O'Neill talked about what he did during workouts. I think I saw where um, Oviedo was in Cuba and talked about unique workouts that he was doing. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, ask the PR department or if we can do it during Zooms of some sort, try to find out what guys were doing, how they worked out, because everybody is different. You know, guys that made money or have made money, a lot of money, had access to private facilities in their homes, you know, gyms. Um, Some guys were able to work out at specific ballparks, that kind of thing. I know Colton Wong, and I think it was DeYoung. Matter of fact, I know it was Paul DeYoung. He was on an interview with me, worked out at uh, St. Louis University, thanks to their coaching staff. But some guys would not be able to do that. So how did they stay sharp? Tough to do. 309, who cares about the details? It's all about baseball being back, baby. (laughs) Like that, too. 618, How? Uh, what about uh, what everyone did during the quarantine like that? How are Lou, uh, Lou Brock and Bob Gibson doing? We're going to find that out. More stuff. Players could fill out Little League Baseball type questionnaire, Danny Mack. Kind of fun with that. Danny Mack, I should have specified that we want you to interview some guys. Okay. Hmm. 314, as a gambler, I don't care if you can hear a mouse fart, just play. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. We got a bunch of these coming in. I'll get to those later. I'm going to visit with uh, Brad Thompson, get the player perspective on what we're talking about. We'll do that next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. One of the great things of working with Brad Thompson is the fact that this man is as positive as he can possibly be. And I mean that sincerely. I consider him a great friend. He'll be on the fast lane coming up later today on 101 ESPN. Time check 1024 here in St. Louis presented by Clarkson Jewelers. This is Scoops with Danny Mack. And I'll tell you what, when you have a pandemic hit, you're going through a quarantine and you're without sports. You better have some positivity. And when you're doing talk radio and uh, you're dying for sports and you're dying to do some games and dying to have your job, you better have a guy that you can rely on and talk to. And that's what I've had in Brad Thompson. So, BT, I appreciate your positivity as we edge towards uh, opening day. I mean that sincerely. How you doing, my man? 
I'm doing great, and I, I appreciate it. And, and I heard you talking coming in. I was thinking to myself, man, is that the voice of the Cardinals live stream starting on Tuesday? Is that what I'm hearing right now? It's a well, beautiful thing. I tell you what, man. Um, as I'm, I'm trying to explain this because I'm, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants tomorrow. Okay, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. All I know is that we're going to do it. I'm not sure how we're going to get on the air, what it's going to look like, what it's going to sound like, but I do know this. If we can get you on the air with me, um, you're going to do it too, okay? I don't know if you're going to agree to it, but you're going to agree to it, okay? Look, Dan, as long as it's after, I don't know, 6.01, I'm in. I'm totally (laughs) in. Uh, And you mentioned that, you know, you talk about the positivity in general. Look, stuff, uh, stuff right now is all... 2020 has been one to one to forget, but every single day when we inch closer and closer, uh, NHL phase three starting today, uh, the NBA players are in their bubble. They're complaining about the food a little bit, but they're in their bubble, right? They're, they're getting there and we're inching towards opening day for major league baseball. This is all positive stuff, you know, and uh, until they tell us we're not playing and we're not going to be able to do games and broadcast them or whatever, uh, you know, I, I think that that's a great way to continue to look at it. I'm, I'm really excited. I've been watching everybody's live feeds. Uh, Dan, I, I am enthralled by Catcher Cam. Have you seen Catcher yes. Cam yet? I think, Dude. you know, I don't know if you agree with me. So here's what I've been saying. I, I'm looking at Catcher Cam, and I'm looking at what we come back on the air. We're going to have unique angles. I think we're going to figure out different ways to do sound and different things, and because we're going to try different things. We're going to have to. It's, you know, I, I don't know about you, Brad. I think some sometimes without crowd it may get stale, so we'll try some different stuff. I think just, you know what, try everything. And if some of it works, great. If some of it doesn't, that's fine. It doesn't matter. We're getting the sport back on the air, and we're dying for it. We we can't wait for it. So when I see my Twitter feed or wherever I'm seeing some highlights, I'm like, great. I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm in. So I'm like you. I think fans are dying for it. I think they love it. So let's go for it. I'm with you. So camera can, I, I, I I love it. Yeah, try try anything at this point, and you're right. It's going to be a total different thing coming into this year. And I've I've been on the side of I know a lot of people have talked about, uh, and we've seen soccer leagues, uh, you know, across the pond do the computer generated fans and stuff like that. My thing is, look, we all know that 2020 is uh, an offshoot. Anyhow, this has been a crazy year. You might as well chronicle it when you're watching the games, right? If you're seeing, if you're going back and watching a, a highlight in a decade from now and you look at it and you're telling your kids, oh, that must have been 2020. Well, right. how do you know, Dan? Well, there's nobody there, you know? Right. I, I kind of like that aspect of it. And uh, another one, Dan, what, when you're talking about how things get stale and you got to try different angles, I've already been working on my apology to the listeners at home <laughs> uh, when a player drops an F-bomb uh, because yeah. we're going to get some of those, too. We, we definitely are. And you would have been right in the middle of that, Brad, uh, as a player. I'd, I just... I'd have been released like that, yeah. and rightfully so. Yes. Um, so I, I wanted to get you on because do you think – from a player's perspective, and I, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, because players, you know, you guys are the best in the world at what you do. There's only a handful that can do what you did, and there's only a handful that can do what they're doing right now. They're the best in the world at what they do. I always say, whoever, to a fan, whoever you think stinks out there on the field, he's really good, okay? The worst guy that you think is terrible out there, he's awesome, okay? He's, he's elite, 
So how do these guys, without a crowd, without that atmosphere that gets you pumped up on a Saturday night at Bush Stadium, how do they get themselves ready to play if there's no crowd? So do you think there should be music? Do you think there should be piped-in crowd? What do you think, Brad, as you talk to players and from your perspective, we need to do to make sure that we get these guys ready to go? Or does there need to be anything that needs to be done? Well, I really do think, first of all, everybody being on a level playing field, that helps. Everybody has to deal with the same thing. So I don't think that there's going to be one club that's going to be an advantage, uh, one club that's going to be at a disadvantage. And I do believe that as soon as you see another uniform out there, and that's why I am kind of excited that the Cardinals and the Royals are trying to get something going, get a preseason game in before the regular season starts. I really think that once you get that, things will snap in for you and you'll realize that the stuff is real. I pumped in crowd noise for the players to hear. Look, it's, it's, you can see, you can look around. None of it is there. The music, I think, would be fine. I mean, they, they run that through NBA games. You got sure. music going the whole time. Maybe uh, maybe a home team picks a playlist and you just run it through there. I wouldn't have any problem with that. And maybe it would liven things up a little bit. And Heck, you know, maybe you'd even get a chance to see a little bit more personality from some of the players. I think it was uh, Anibal San- uh, Sanchez that I saw the other day. They had music on. He was dancing out to the mound, you know, before he, he, get a, he got his thing going. I'd be okay with that one. I don't love the crowd noise, but as far as the competition goes, it's going to be different for everybody, but I, I truly believe when the pitcher steps on the mound and when a hitter digs into the box, you know it's real. I mean, you know everything that you had to do also to get to that point, all of the protocols, all of the, the leaps and bounds, all the hurdles, all the decisions. I think that'll lock people in quickly. In terms of the roster right now, if you're – um, the Cardinals, or, or really any team in baseball. Uh, how are you approaching this, Brad, with, with pitching? How, how do you think you have to approach it and how careful you have to be? Because it's it's not just dealing with tender elbows and shoulders and arms and that kind of thing, but you got to worry about, you know, if you have to quarantine a guy and how much um, you got to be protected in your bullpen and those kind of things. What, what do you think you're doing in terms of, of trying to just make sure you're protected with your roster and your arms? Well, I, I want to make sure that I have innings in the pen, which I know sounds sounds stupid because oh, you have you have bodies, you have innings, but I want to have multiple guys that can go multiple innings. I, I think that that is really important. If I was building a bullpen right now, because not everybody stretched out the same. Look, Wayno is stretched way out. I know he threw seventy five pitches in, in a, a sim game the other day. It looks like Kim is stretched out pretty well, and Carlos, who you and I had the conversation about last week. Um, I don't know where he's going to fit yet, whether it be in the pan or in the rotation, but he was stretched out to 95 pitches in the Dominican Republic. Like it's nice to be able uh, to have that length, but not every team is going to have that. So for me, guys like Daniel Ponce de Leon and Gomber and Genesis Cabrera, if in fact he ends up being a part of the mix uh, because he just got uh, his second positive COVID test. So we'll see what happens with him. But those types of players, to me, are instrumental in what you're trying to do. And Johan Oviedo might end up being one of those guys that can lengthen you out in the bullpen a little bit. I want to be covered that way. I don't know what the specific number is, Dan. I don't know if it's 16 pitchers, 14 position players. Uh, I, I was trying to go through a list earlier today, and honestly, it was getting more and more difficult for me to come up with an entire pitching staff with all the question marks that the Cardinals have right now. 
Hicks isn't going to be available until mid-August. We don't know the situation with Giovanni Gallegos. Don't even believe he's he's in the country at this point. Reyes is in town, but he hasn't been practicing. we got no Brevia this year, and I mentioned Cabrera already. Look, there's a lot of opportunity at the back end. I don't know how they're going to figure that part of it out, but that's why these games, this week, uh, week and a half, two weeks leading up to opening day, it's important for all these, these young arms down in the bullpen to see how well they can show out. Being a, a pitcher, Brad, um, shed some light on this for our, our listeners. Um, I think it's fascinating during the quarantine what certain guys had access to and, and what they were able to do. So if you're trying to stay in shape as a pitcher and you did not have access to, let's say, the facility down in Jupiter or wherever these ballplayers had a chance to go, you know, their spring training facilities because yeah. they were shut down. Um, and for some, I mean, it's just crazy to even say this, but you couldn't even go to a park, you know, because public facilities were shut down. It's crazy to say that, isn't it? I mean, it's just nuts. But how were guys or, and, and as a pitcher, how were you able then as a pitcher to stay sharp? What do you do with long toss? How do you get on a mound? What do you do if you're not facing live batters? So then if you're Gallegos and if you're Henesis Cabrera, how long does it take you then to get back and ready in game shape and have that chance in a general, and maybe not specifically with those guys, but how long does it take you, right. you know, to get back in game shape and be ready to go at a major league level? Yeah, everybody's different. I mean, you know, Dan, yeah, there are some guys that can just pick up a ball, wing it a couple of times and say they're good to go. There are others that need to build up to it. Uh, but, but the overall idea of hey you're quarantined you you have access to what you have access it's crazy to. It, it, it is it's creativity right and Derek Gould had a great write-up on Johan Oviedo at the post dispatch and I encourage people to check that one out because it was really good but uh, he went back to Cuba and he worked out on his roof his dad put up a uh, put up a, like a carpet that he could throw into so he didn't wear out the neighbor's house and like that's what he did. Like you have to be so creative. I've had this uh, happen in the past, just with, with multiple off days and being on the road. I was always the guy that had to kind of throw every single day to keep myself going. And I would take the mattress in the hotel room and I would flip it up against the wall and I would throw that way. And just it's it's doing something. And uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't throw hard enough to hurt a mattress, so <laughs> so that was good. That, that helped me out a little bit, but. You just have to be so creative, but the one thing you can't do is remain stagnant. Look, even if you don't have access to playing long toss, you can't sit around and just play Xbox all day. Like, you got to figure out ways to keep your body moving, to do workouts, and these guys are pros. They know what's on the line. They're going to be, be doing stuff, but you got to be creative. It, being a, a guy that uh, had fun on the road, um, but during different times, you know, one of your best friends was Chris Duncan. You guys lived it up. You were, you were young kids at the time. Now you're a family man. Um, and you've grown up, uh, let's just be honest, but this is a different yeah. time. This is a different world. Um, has, has the message gotten to these guys and can it get brought to these guys? And I played a clip of Jesse Rogers about, look, we're, we're going to be able to get through this essentially if the young kids and if people act responsibly and, do you think that message can be given to 20 and 21 and 19-year-old kids that, look, act responsibly, don't do these things, we're asking you to do it for three months, we understand it's a great undertaking, it's a massive responsibility, um, but can it be done? And do veterans get in the face of young players and, and deliver that message, Brad? Can, can that really truly be done? 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think it's like, Dan, you got you have kids, and you know that when, when you're telling them things, you're telling them things that are right. You're telling them things that uh, they need to know to keep themselves safe and, you know, for whatever reasons. But you're not telling your kids to do something or not to do something just because you feel like it. But it doesn't always go that way, right? So I, I do believe that everybody knows what's at stake here. And I do think that the majority is going, uh, they're, they're going to fall in line and they're going to listen. They're going to try to do all of these things and make sure a season happens. But look, every, every team that I've always been a part of, there's always somebody, right? There's always one that's like, man, if we had to take a bet, that would be the guy. Like, he'd probably mess this up. But you bring up the biggest point is the veterans and the presence and just how on top of things uh, they are going to have to be throughout this entire process because, you know, it's, it's not a bubble situation. This isn't the, – these players are – in St. Louis, they're going to be living in their homes and they're going to be going about their everyday life. Like, how do we keep reiterating the fact that you need to do this as safely as possible? And the road's going to be different. I mean, they're going to try to keep them as quarantined as possible within a hotel and have all the mandates. And like anything else, look, if you want to, if you want to make your paychecks, if you want a chance to win a championship, suck it up and do it. But I, I know this for a fact. I know that the veterans are going to be on top of everything. They're going to lead by example like they always do, but they certainly will be vocal if, in fact, they need to. I don't know about you. Uh, I was looking at my Twitter feed today, and I guess Yachty turns 38 today. 38. Yes. Happy birthday. I can't believe he is still going. He. I saw a picture of him the other day. Haven't seen him in person. Have not been down to the ballpark. He looks in incredible shape. He looks better now than he did in spring training, and he was in great shape in spring training. And um, and you played with him. You played and threw to Yadier Molina. You were a teammate in the minor leagues of Adam Wainwright. You told me a great story about trying to find change in a car one time with as you guys were trying to go get food or something one time. It's un- I cannot wait to see that combination. I don't know why it just kind of gets me almost emotional to think, you know, through these three months and baseball is trying to come back. And at some point, God willing, we're going to see Adam Wainwright throw to Yadier Molina and just what that represents in this time of trying to see sports come back. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, it really is. Uh, hell, Dan, I've been doing radio now for seven years. These guys are still uh, still playing. And still it's doing unbelievable. Their thing, and I love it. It is. And uh, that that's another one of those reasons where I, I look at this year, and we all know in the back of our head, right, the possibilities of one day the league just comes in and say, sorry, it ain't going to happen this year. But I keep thinking about those two guys. And we know what what the contract situation is with each of them, and, and you look at it and say, no, no, it can't. It can't end like that. Like that, that's not the way that this uh, should or or likely will go down. But it, it, it's a testament to how much they love the game, the God-given ability. First of all, I mean, they're they're both tremendous athletes. Uh, but how much they put into it. Adam Wainwright, we were talking about getting creative. Uh, I know that he was talking to the assembled media about playing long toss across his street. You know, you, you got you to gotta love something. You got to want something. And we know that Yachty wants to keep playing beyond this year and next year. believe that Adam has that in, in his heart, and apparently he's throwing the heck out of the baseball right now. It's, uh, it is so cool for me to, to watch. I mean, those are the only couple of guys that I play with. I play with Matt Carpenter uh, in the Dominican Republic for a little bit in, in 2000, uh, would have been 2012, I guess. But, I mean, those are, those are my guys. You know, I root for them, and I want them to do great. And, 
And it's just fun to watch, man, because I know how hard this game is firsthand. They've been doing it for an extra decade. It's unreal. Hey, man, I'll have you tuned in this afternoon. We're going to do this every Monday uh, throughout the baseball season. Love talking baseball with you, and hopefully uh, we're calling some games in, well, a little less than uh, two weeks. Can't wait for it. And uh, I'll see you here at uh, the station in, uh, what, 2 o'clock. Thanks, man. All right, no problem, Dan. I'll, I'll have my live, live stream up tomorrow so I can listen to the beautiful tones of Danny Mac. Can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm not sure how it's going to look or sound, but we're, we're going to show some sounds and sights of the ballpark, and I know people are looking forward to that. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. All right. See you, Dan. See you, buddy. That's Brad Thompson. This is 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Okay, we have a ton of uh, Air Comfort Service text line messages coming in. And, uh, of course, one of the big ones was, Dan, you didn't ask Brad about biscuits and gravy as we were talking about biscuits and gravy on the crossover. Also, big fan of the show. That's from the 314. You're right. Big miss on my my part. I'm sorry. Um, That's on me. It is. I messed up. I'm sorry. Again, you, you... as I've always said, this is your show. You guys make me think, and um, I messed up. So let's go to a Rhino Shield mic drop. I'm with Michelle. Leftovers are for quitters. No, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta push away from the table. You got leftovers, Tanner. You're with me on this. No, I'm actually not. I'm not a leftover guy either. Now, right. I don't agree with Michelle saying about the pizza, where like if you got leftover pizza, you just give it to somebody else. Now, I'm not in on that. There's some leftovers I can handle, but I'm just not a big leftover guy. Tanner, cut your mic. You're done too. You you you're done. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow too. All right, Dan, uh, love your show. Best to DH going forward for the Cardinals from the three one four. Well. I've been doing some thinking about this because I'm trying to stay positive. And, you know, Tanner, we're going to have baseball. That's, hey, we're less than two weeks, okay? So we're going to have baseball. Here's my thinking. I I think Carpenter at DH because I want Edmund in the lineup. I love him at third base because I love his uh, defense. I think Carpenter is going to have a very good year. And I loved what I was seeing in spring training going the other way. So uh, I'm going Carpenter at DH. Edmund gives me flexibility because... He can play short and second, and I also think you you may see him a little bit in the outfield. Now, you're saying, now, hold on, Dan. What happens with Lane Thomas? And you got to get him at bats, too. So if you sit O'Neal a little bit, Thomas is going to play some left field, could play center, too. Um, But Carpenter would get my first crack at DH, and Edmund is going to give you flexibility at the other spots because you're going to have to give off days to other guys, too. But that's the direction I would go. Uh, let's see. 309. Danny Mack, did you watch the Ken Griffey Jr. doc on MLB Network a while back? Good stuff. I did. Um, really interesting, his stuff with the Yankees, that he would never sign there. I was thinking as I was watching, um, well, when he becomes a free agent, he's going to uh, New York because the Yankees are always going to get the best players. But he did not like how his father was treated there, essentially, and uh, what was said to him when he was a kid there. And he was following his dad, and he was in the dugout, didn't like some things that was said, and said, I'll never play there. And uh, I got to know him a little bit when he was with Cincinnati, and it was just so unfortunate that injuries um, were so prevalent in his time in Cincinnati, and we never saw the King Griffey Jr. of what he was in Seattle because, man, oh, man, was he incredible. What an incredible player. Holy smokes. 
Uh, let's see. I was asking earlier about what you want to see a lot on the broadcast, and I think it'll always be something that we're trying different things in terms of watching the other regions and the other broadcasts, and they're trying stuff, we're trying stuff, and uh, it's great to get your feedback. Uh, 636, you still have time to contact other broadcasters, ask what they're planning, guarantee some good ideas will emerge. Been doing that, and we all have different ideas. I think that the prevailing thought that I'm getting here is that a lot of people want to hear uh, crowd piped in. Some do, some don't. Um, been watching soccer. On the MLS, I'm not seeing it. On the Premier League stuff, I am. And on the Premier League stuff, I like it. I do like hearing some crowd. Now, uh, with baseball, slower-moving games. So I think initially, we just put it on the air and get it on the air and see what we have. Again, introduce you back to the game, introduce you to your favorite players, your favorite team, and we have baseball, and kind of see what we got. Get it back. Here it is, folks. We're excited. Baseball's back. And the next day, you're talking about what Mike Schilt did or did not do. Um, You're back at the water cooler, and you're like, man, why didn't he bring that guy in? Or I'm upset at this, or I'm loving the Cardinals, and we're kind of back talking baseball. And then as the games progress, we're kind of saying, you know, I'd like to see uh, more of the crowd noise or I, you know, isn't it kind of cool to see the tighter shots or maybe they could do this, they could do that. And then we start playing with it a little bit. And I think that'll be the direction we go. I'm not sure, but that's my prevailing thought. Um, Oregon playing, getting a lot of that. I think you're going to hear a lot of John Hewlett with the introduction of the players I do think, too, you're going to hear the sounds of the game much more. I've also heard a lot of um, the managers saying maybe we do need to hear some type of music carry over into an at-bat or crowd or organ or something because you'll hear the positioning of the catcher moving behind home plate, which I found interesting. So that gives away where the, uh, the catcher's trying to position behind home plate in essence, giving away where you're trying to throw the pitch. Something to think about. Hadn't thought about it. But it's it's very interesting. The sounds of the game that you will pick up, which is cool. I like that. Um, so all those things are a part of it. And as you're watching the highlights on your Twitter feed or wherever you're getting them, Instagram, Facebook, remember there is no announcer right now. So that's going to take away from some of the, I guess, the dullness or staleness, if you will, of what you're seeing right now. So that's going to take away from some of it. Um, it's just a it's a work in progress. And as I've said from day one, let's have fun. It's sports. It's back. And, and with hockey, one of the things I love with hockey is hearing the skates on the ice. And I love hearing when guys call for the puck. Um, I love hearing that. So I think that's different. The movement, the speed of the game will be different than baseball. I also think in basketball, you'll be hearing guys switch. Uh, calling out screens, so that's going to be different. There's going to be a pace to that that's different, um, and that's why baseball is different. Um, but all these things are something um, you know you got to think about. Three one four, Danny Mac. You have background music right now. They can do that at the games. The thing is, though, copyrighted music. I don't know what we can do. I, I'm I'm just not sure. Um, <laughs> six three six. It'll be a big 
capital letters, missed opportunity if Bob Uecker doesn't recreate the crowd noise from Major League. <laughs> he could be beautiful on some of these games. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to listen to him. I can't wait to listen to him. He'll be great. All these guys. I mean, it, it, it just, you know, the radio broadcasters are so talented. Mike Shannon, John Rooney, all those guys and what they do. It's just going to be beautiful. Mike Claiborne, having fun. Ricky, all my partners. And that's the way I approach it. We're just going to have a blank canvas, have fun, and and try to engage the audience as best we can. So uh, let's cross it over. Rivs and BK, they're coming up next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. All right, Ribs and BK coming up, and this is the crossover. You know what, guys? We're actually talking about sports. We're in phase three now with hockey. It's official. I was at the rink this morning. Yeah. Phase three is happening. So describe exactly what phase three is. Phase three is where the players go back to just like training camp. Yep. And they're going to have, what, three weeks to get back together, get in shape, get ready, sharpen up on the systems, the passing, work on everything, and hopefully uh, all the players come through this without any problems, and then they ship them up to Edmonton. So they they show up at the rink, they get tested, and uh, are they tested every day? To my knowledge, they're tested every single day. And then um, and then they go to the bubble, and away we go. Away we go. There's a bunch of media at the rink today. They're obviously doing a good job. Everybody socially distanced at the rink. But Is this uh, at Centene? It's at Centene, and it was great. It was great to see everybody. Saw all our buddies, you know, Jeremy Rutherford, Tom Timmerman, Luke Korak, JT, Jim Thomas. It's nice to see everybody back to work and... You know, doing their thing. So, um, and this is, uh, I mean, and this is the entire group, right? I mean, this is an actual training camp, and then they're asking the players then with Phase 3, they finish up practice, you go home. I mean, you, you stay as responsible mm-hmm. as you can, as responsible as you can. And then they'll get on a chartered flight, they go to the hotel in Edmonton, and we start playing games. The Blues are scheduled August 2nd, I believe, correct? Yeah. And away we go. Away we go, man. Wow. Wow. It's uh they had 16 players on the ice this morning. Looks like they cut it in half. So is that also correct me if I'm wrong too. So if they wanted to put the entire team in a training camp. So if they wanted technically to put the entire team on the ice, they could, correct? Or are they being advised to put like half and half? Well, I think I think they're being cautious. Yeah. Um but that being said, yeah, if they wanted to get after it and put everybody out there, they're technically allowed, obviously given the fact that each player would have been tested and tested negative and, and all those things there. Um, but you know what? This is a good way. Breaking into small, smaller groups is an easier way to communicate with the guys on the ice. There's less eyeballs and ears that you have to make sure are listening or paying attention. It's easier to talk to the guys in a small group. Tell them what you need execute it and then for the coaches it's easier too because they get to like rinse repeat the second group that comes on you usually figure out something that you forgot to tell the guys or the guys did something that you wanted to tweak so the next group make sure you get that information out to those guys gotcha okay bk good weekend for you it was fantastic dan how about yourself awesome what do you got coming up on the show Nicole Auerbach coming up at 11 30 she's a uh, college football insider for the athletic want to get her insight as to what's going on today with the sec they've got all the athletic directors down in birmingham 
Doesn't sound like there's going to be a big announcement, but it should be the next leading indicator into what's coming for the SEC. And at 1.30, we've got Matt Holiday coming on the show. One of the best. stuff. All right, looking forward to it. Ribs and BK next on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.